Hey, good morning. It's Monday morning. I hope you're doing well today and have had a great weekend. I'm excited about this week. This, uh, this is going to be a great week uh, to study the Bible together. We're going to be looking at one of my favorite passages in all the Bible this week together. So I'm very excited about us spending time t together this week in Matthew 25. It's literally one of the life-changing passages for me and for my life. So I'm, I'm looking forward to walking with this passage together with you today and through this week, rather. Um, and I hope you have a great uh, week. I know it's busy for a lot of us as we get ready for the Thanksgiving holidays in the coming week or two. And, um, you know, this is, I think this is an important text for us to focus on as we get close to, as we get close to Thanksgiving. So thanks for watching these online videos. I hope you had a great weekend, a great weekend at church or worshiping together, wherever you found yourself. But today uh, we're going to be in, throughout this week, we're going to be in Matthew 25. I'm going to be reading Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. And this is uh, a really important passage for us as Christians to look at and think about. So today we're going to be reading this passage together. When the Son of Man comes into his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory, and the nations will be gathered before him. He will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from his goats. He will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. And the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When was it we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them. Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are the members of my family, you did it to me. And he will say to those on his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me for the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. I was naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? They will answer, when you did, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it unto me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, the righteous to eternal life. I want to start this week, give kind of overview of what we're going to do each day. Today we're going to talk about what this week is in the Christian year. Tomorrow we'll look at the world behind the text. Uh, what's happening in the passage here? Wednesday, we're going to look at the world of the text. What's, oh, I'm sorry. Yesterday, tomorrow, we world behind the text. What's happening behind the scenes? Wednesday will be world of the text. We'll look what's happening on the paper. Thursday is going to, going to be looking at the world in front of the text. What does this mean to me and you? And then Friday, we're going to talk about some resources we can use to help others. So today, I want to talk about uh, what this week is. Um, if you follow our church, St. Matthew's, um, Bible studies we do on Wednesday nights. We, we spent some time recently talking about the church year and how the church the, the church year flows from Advent up until uh, the end of Pentecost season. And right now we are entering into the last week of the church year. This coming Sunday, November 22nd, will be the last year, last day of the church year for this year. Starting next week, November 29th, 
will be the first Sunday of Advent, which is the beginning of the new church year. So this Sunday is the last Sunday of this church year. The church year, it, it basically is an overview of the entire year. Those you aren't familiar with it, um, the church has certain days that are important, Easter obviously, Christmas obviously, but other Sundays, Pentecost, that are very important. Um, the church year basically gives you uh, the seasons of the year, Advent, which is what we're going to enter into, the time of preparation for, for the birth of Christ, Epiphany, when we celebrate the wise men, Lent, when we get ready for Easter, and the, the, and the fasting and prayer that goes with that, Easter celebrates the resurrection, then Pentecost and the Sundays after Pentecost. So the church year has a, a flow to it that church has had for thousands of years. And each Sunday has a particular meaning to it or a particular uh, signifying passage of Scripture. And the way the lectionary works, the lectionary are suggested readings for each Sunday. There's, the, the lectionary has a three-year cycle, A, B, C. We're, we're ending year A, starting year B, this next Sunday. But over the course of a year, if you were to read through the lectionary, you will have read through the entire Scripture over a three-year period. All this to say is that this coming Sunday is the last Sunday of this liturgical year. And we're starting a new season next Sunday. So, this year, this Sunday, the last Sunday of the year, is usually associated with Thanksgiving in some ways because it usually falls right around Thanksgiving. The last, the first Sunday of Advent is either the last Sunday of November or the first Sunday of December. This year, it's the last Sunday of November. All this to be said is that a lot of churches will focus on this as a Thanksgiving Sunday, but the liturgical significance actually is a Sunday called Christ the King Sunday. Uh, the Reign of Christ Sunday is often called. But this is a Sunday we take time to focus on the kingship or the lordship of Jesus Christ. How Christ is king, Christ is Lord, and he, he is the king of kings and lord of lords. And one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is king. So we celebrate the kingship of Christ, the lordship of Christ, that he is king alone. He is lord alone. And only he has all power and might. And all earthly power flows from him. Earthly power does not come from the earth itself, but earthly, flower, or earthly power comes from Christ who bestows it. So, all that being said, the reason why this gospel lesson is the reading for Christ the King Sunday is it gives us a snapshot of what the world should look like when Christ is King. When Christ is King, the hungry are fed, the thirsty are given drink, the naked are clothed, the sick and the prisoner are visited. When Christ is king, all of the world will be taken care of and all the world will be right. We see, a, uh, uh, we see in Revelation where we're told that he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. When Christ is king, all of these things will be no more. Well, I hope you caught what I said just then. I said when Christ is king. Here's what you need to hear. Christ is king now. The kingship of Christ is not a future thing. The kingship of Christ is a present thing. Quite often as Christians, we live with the hopes that one day maybe Christ will be king instead of us living with the reality that Christ is king now. So we don't need to wait for Christ to be king for us to 
clothe the naked, and feed the hungry, and visit the sick or the stranger. But if Christ is king now, these are things that we should be doing right now. We need to stop living with the hopes that one day Christ may be king and start living with the reality that Christ is king now. And if Christ is king now, then we as Christians, those who follow him, need to be living to make this reality that we talked about here present now in the world. Let's not wait for his return to make sure that there's no more hunger. Let's do it now. Let's not wait for his return to make sure that folks have adequate clothing and shelter. Let's work for it now. As Christians, it is our command to live out this reality that Christ is king now. Let that be our challenge. Let that be our goal. Let that be our mission, to live in the reality that Christ is king now. Today, in Matthew 25, we get a glimpse of what it will look like one day when Christ is king. So today, for me and you, for those of us who are Christians, for those of us who follow Christ, for those of us who place our full allegiance with Jesus, let us live in that reality now that Christ is King. So today, in this week, we're going to take time to think about what it means, and what this passage teaches us about Christ being King. So think, about, think today about what it means to make Christ King of your life and how that should affect the way we live. Hey, I hope you guys have, a, guys have a great day today. Love you. Uh, we'll see you bright, bright and early tomorrow morning for a devotional, for our online devotional. Thanks for watching. Have a great day.